Hey, is this thing on? I am Queensman. Hi everyone, my name is Alyssa, and you are listening to the All Things Pelvic podcast, where you get to follow my life as a pelvic floor physical therapist. That may sound a little boring, but real quick, let me break it down. I bring up topics that most people find difficult to talk about, but maybe it's time we get comfortable with discussing the uncomfortable. I always strive for real talk, good vibes, and mostly all things pelvic. Join me and my guests as we discuss healthcare, culture, and real life topics. Are you ready? Because it's time to take a page out of my playbook. Okay, y'all, we are back, and I'm with my friend Juliana, or Jules, as I like to call her. Jules, introduce yourself, boo. Hey, what's going on, everyone? <laughs> I'm Jules. Um, I am a physical therapist in Boston who specializes in working with runners and women who are postpartum and want to get back to exercise. What's going on, Alyssa? <laughs> Jules is one of my best friends from PT school, and I think it's funny that she's working with postpartum mamas now because I remember when there was a time <laughs> where she was not days. sure. Yeah, where she was not sure if she would want to go into pelvic floor. And she is, is an amazing orthopedic PT for sure. And I'm just loving that you're getting into more pelvic floor stuff now. But I definitely wanted you on here, which I would have had you on here anyway. However, I wanted you on here because she started her own business during the pandemic. And I kind of want you to just dive into it a little bit, Boo. Just like tell us what your business entails and kind of like what your vision is for it too. Sure. Yeah. So last March, my company laid off a hundred physical therapists and I was kind of in a crossroads like, shoot, now what? Um, I always wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know like where to kind of start. And my friend Jess from Wanderlust PTs, she was my mentor and she kind of helped me get everything off the ground, the back work in terms of starting a website, getting my PLLC started, etc. And when I was deciding like what I, who I really want to service, I was like, Hmm, I worked in pediatrics for six months prior. And I had a lot of my moms coming to me being like, so do you work with like adults too? And I was like, yeah, actually like we have our ortho side and they were like, we're having some back pain or some just like, you know, postpartum like concerns in terms of like, they want to work out again and they don't know where to start. And I was like, huh, like, there's like some interest in this and definitely these women are not getting the care they need. So I decided to take my knowledge as a runner and like my years of experience working with runners and help women postpartum get back into running safely. So I primarily help to empower postpartum moms, um, get back to running so that they could cross their next finish line and have less injury when they do that. So my business pays for physical therapy, I help those moms to get there and kind of fill that gap where, you know, doctors say, come back for your six week checkup postnatally. But what about before that? If you want to do something, is it safe? Or what about after that? When is it ready to do a push up or a plank or run? Right. So that's what I'm trying to advocate for and trying to, you know, help these women feel comfortable doing. 
So I'm obviously obsessed with everything that you just said, naturally. (laughs) Not just because you are my friend. (laughs) If this were, you know, if this were a different physical therapist saying this, I would obviously be obsessed with it too. Now, obviously, I see a lot of moms during pregnancy, afterwards, beforehand, you know, even before they get pregnant too. Like a lot of them want to come in, like get a lot of information But I am a PT where it's like, okay, I know about running, but I know about running because of you, Jules. You know, like I know about running because of you and I know about it because of another one of my friends from my previous job. So it's like you two have taught me a lot about that and I'm able to now help runners in that way too. But when it comes to kind of higher level athletic things, like you know where I fall when it comes to that. Like, I do not like teaching most high-level stuff. All my patients know this, too. They know that if they want to, like, try some sort of sport, I'm like, uh. (laughs) I'm like, I don't. Can I help you pee better? Great. (laughs) And I'm happy to do that. But when it comes to the more higher-level stuff, this is where I like finding people that are in more of a niche you know that like those moms that do want to do like planks right away and stuff and of course I am more than capable of teaching that like those things however I you know even right now I have this mom that's seeing me and she is so high level that I was so straight up with her on her evaluation I said listen I know I can help you, but I know that, like, the long-term stuff, I don't necessarily know if, like, I'm the right person to help you with. You know, it's even, like, a lot of the athletes that I see. Um, I do treat a lot of, like, football players and stuff. And, like, with them, <laughs> they're like, oh, listen, can you help me with, like, this drill or this drill? And I'm like... I don't think you want me helping you with that. We we all have our specialties. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So that's where I think it's so cool that you do have this niche. I also love that it kind of came out of, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere for you because like I know running has always been very important for you, but just the niche of postpartum as well. Yeah, and I think like in our age group, you know, we start to see more of our friends getting pregnant. I have cousins and other people and they're like, they just don't know where to start. And like, I wound up taking a postpartum corrective exercise class with Sarah Duvall, who's awesome. And I'm still like in her inner circle with tons of other PTs and personal trainers, doulas, tons of people in the field. And it's just great to like collaborate with them because everyone is all on this concern of like where did we go wrong with not providing this care for women especially because it's not like the old days right where you're like oh just relax at home with the baby or just don't worry you'll feel better it's like no these women want to are go-getters they want to get back out there they want to work out they want to be in good shape they want to feel good they have health goals and like it's just us being out there supporting them in that and you know there's clients of all levels like I had an ultra marathoner and she ran a half marathon the day before she delivered her baby. And I was like, so impressed with her. Uh, But uh, she had had found, she had found me and she was like, listen, Juliana, like I have goals. Like I want to get back into running. She had a C-section. She's like, I just don't know where to start. I don't feel myself like even sitting up in bed hurts. And I gave her a 12 week program. She was super independent because she had worked out before, but she just needed like that extra assistance. Like, when's too much or like what do I need to really work on and in 12 weeks she was running right like she was back to it and she's just like 
you know, just filling that gap for me made me feel that much more confident and that much more knowledgeable on like how to take care of myself. And I, that's what I want to provide for my patients, like make them feel good about like where they're going to. And it's tough too with our healthcare system. Like this woman did not have any pain, right? And if you don't have pain, is insurance going to cover it? And if it's preventative medicine, is it going to be something that you are going to be able to get a prescription for? And that's also another conversation I'd love to have with you. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, And I definitely have a lot of thoughts on that because I think that there are plenty of gaps in our healthcare system. So, I mean, you, you had a few really, really good points there. So this mom... Clearly, you know, the one that you were talking about that like ran the marathon the day before, you know, she had a, I mean, I'm sorry, the half marathon, but even so that's like intense, you know, before having a kid, it, for somebody like her, she is somebody where like, you know, especially since she didn't have pain and things, that's something that's going to be very hard to get covered under insurance. And we know that firsthand. I can count. Oh my gosh, there are just countless amount of times where I've had to call insurance companies and say, like, you know, I, I've literally said to somebody before, like, if you had something wrong with your vagina, what would you do? And, like, they, that's when they, like, backtracked and they're like, uh, okay, okay, here are five more visits. You, know, It's kind of like, and I hated sometimes to, like, to do that, but, like, that is what people need to hear in order to give more visits, which is terrible you know like it's so terrible that that's the case but you brought up a good point with that you know is insurance going to cover it if it's preventative medicine so I think that that's something that everybody kind of needs to work on a lot of people think that you need to go to PT when you're in pain whereas now a lot of my patients they come in and they're like I don't want to be in pain you know like after like postpartum or like I don't is there anything that I can do to help my abdominal muscles maybe, you know, to, to help me lift the baby postpartum? Like so many people are coming in, but that's also due to networking. You know, like I have a doula that refers to me all the time because she was like, I know what pelvic floor PT can do. Like you need to go see one before you have the baby. So it's like networking with all these providers is important, but even last week, I had to call a spine specialist. I had to call somebody's gynecologist and explain what I do every day. I had to explain to them what my sessions entail. A lot of them kind of deem us as regular PTs. I kind of hate to use that word. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to say. Well, like yeah, regular. they're not like they're not maybe understanding your specialty, right? You know, like. Exactly, exactly, where they're just kind of like, uh, what are you teaching there? Is it just exercises? Whereas, like, I had a mom who's having painful sex, and I was like, actually, no, that's not all I'm teaching her. I'm teaching her how to use a dilator or a pelvic wand, and I'm teaching her how to assess her pelvic floor, you know, to see, like, when it's painful, yep. to help to calm it down. And, and they were like, oh. like like, And it was funny because the doctor that I spoke to, she was like, I had no idea and she was like I'm kind of baffled by this right now that I literally had no idea and she was like where can I find you guys and then she like researched pelvic floor PT and she was like oh my gosh like why you know and she was like now I'm gonna start to refer people so it kind of a lot of doctors they just need that simple phone call as well from us you know they need that simple phone call to be like okay cool whereas 
sometimes when a patient will go back to them and say, oh, I'm going to pelvic floor PT, a lot of times, unfortunately, a patient isn't, they're not like empowered enough, you know, like they're kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, if they're, if your OB is like, oh, like, um, sorry, you have a little pain, it should subside. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to feel? Or even if it's like, I want to get back to exercise. Oh, just wait like one more month. Like, what does that really mean? What's going to change? And I was actually pretty excited when I spoke to a doctor on the phone. Cause she was like, Oh, actually we refer a lot of people to pelvic floor PT. And I was like, Oh, do you like, do you mind if I ask like, what kind of conditions are you referring? And a lot of them had to do with pain, which bothered me a little, but also made me feel like really good that they even know about pelvic floor PT. But I'm like, if we can just get PTs like in the delivery room after the baby's born with the mom and say, hey, after a C-section, you need to be able to do this, this, and this. And this is how you can do it safely because we all need to get up from when we're lying down in bed, right? Yeah. So how about we just teach them how to roll on their side and get up in a little bit of safer way, how to go up and down stairs in a comfortable way. Like there's research on there that says you shouldn't go up and down stairs after you have a C-section and women read that. And they're literally like, my husband goes up and down stairs for me. And I'm like, well, yes, that's kind of true, but also that's kind of not true. Like, right. can we turn you sideways and have you go up the stairs that way? Like, can we teach you different things that if we taught you that as soon as you delivered, you'll feel great going home because you'll be like, oh, I know what to do. Exactly. And I just feel like that is our missing gap in our healthcare system here. And if we, my, my mission is to really educate people that so that they feel comfortable with anything postpartum. And it goes from literally delivery till five years out, right? Yes. Postpartum is forever. So like, you don't have to be a new mom to see me. You can say, hey, I finally feel like I have some time and let me now get into running and like feel good about it and let me dedicate this time and i have all virtual sessions and it's to make people feel very like comfortable because mm-hmm. they're in their own own home and then also give them like just enough like whenever they want to see me they can see me right it's easy yeah go on your computer boom yeah <laughs> and i love the the um thing that kind of happened with covid like the one good thing is like being able to expand yourself outside of just your one city or state, right? You can work with people all over the country, all over the world. And people are a little bit more open to virtual. And I've really, I, at first I had my doubts. I'm not going to lie. I was like virtual PT, virtual like training. Like, I don't know if people are going to like this. I don't know if I'll like it. And it definitely was a big learning curve, but it definitely just helps to, advocate more for like a population give them that that opportunity that they might have not had if they were in like a rural area or if they didn't have anyone in the area that specialized in that so I think that's pretty cool 1000% now I mean I think you there was just one word that obviously stuck out to me and it was just education so whether you're doing that virtually or in person I think that that's super important now for me I have done virtual and I I think, of course, I prefer in person. I think, like, anybody would prefer in person than anything. But there have been a bunch of people, whether that's, like, from Instagram or if it's from – or, like, a friend of a friend that's just, like, I'm not in the area, but, like, can I give you a quick call? Like, I actually did that with a friend, like, an old friend from high school the other day, and she was, like – are you kidding me? Like a lot of the stuff that you just sent me like super quickly, you know, it's stuff that I can just do at home. Like that has helped me more 
than even like one of my in-person sessions with like who I've been seeing and I was like that's that's great you know like that's awesome you know because sometimes it's just like and I mean we know this more than anybody it's like sometimes you're like not gonna vibe with your healthcare provider and like that's okay you know like then it's time to either see somebody else or whatever it is but she was saying she was like I can't believe like virtually just with that education that I have she was like I have been walking around with certain pain but I've been told to rest and I was like so while I understand that concept it I think that it's very important to teach people that like movement is medicine so like while sometimes working through movement might be tough and it might be painful like it's still better to move than it is to rest. Motion is lotion, baby. That's right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But that's even just like a big thing that like you post all the time too. It's just like keep moving. Just like you know, just move. Just move in general. Um, yeah. It's and a I, big part and that's been it. like one of the tough tough parts. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, that's been okay. like one of the tough parts with COVID. Like there's so many people working from home and like even I have patients coming all all the time that are like, oh like I used to walk like to and from wherever, whatever, to work, to get food, to meet up with coworkers after work. And it's like, I don't move throughout the day. And it's Mm -hmm. like just educating people on like moving more or like standing and sitting more and not just sitting. Right. And that's, that's also like something that's been um, tough, you know, with COVID, but I think also like just with the weather getting nicer, at least that's going to help. Right. (laughs) Totally. And I actually, to be honest, I think that that is a big part of things too. Like all my patients and then even including myself, I was like, guys, you know, like my mood is just better, you know, like with the sun. Oh yeah. We also had a very cold winter. Like it was cold and things weren't open. It just, you know, there was all these factors that kind of led into it. There's an uptick in numbers, you know, when it was cold. It was just, there was all these things that were kind of going on that I think led people to, of course, not move enough. A lot of people weren't comfortable going to the gym. And for some people, going to the gym is their outlet. So it's like, if you don't have that, yeah, there, there are a lot of factors that went into it. But that kind of leads me into the topic, though, of moms not really being looked at as much too I've actually talked to a few patients about this but like pandemic wise a lot of moms kind of aren't being looked at as like being home with their kids moms not having that the care that they needed postpartum too especially during this time there was actually a big article in the New York Times about it like kind of recently I think maybe like a month or two ago about it and I was like oh wow I'm happy that they're actually bringing light to this now Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think about people like clients and even family members who had kids during this time. And it's been like tough because like cousins, aunts, uncles haven't met their kids and Mm -hmm. they're home, you know, they're at home. And like, if they had a child in the winter, it's like really hard to like either even to make, get an appointment. Right. Some of them are like, Oh, my six week checkup got pushed out like another six weeks. And I'm like, what? You haven't seen anyone in 12 weeks. Yep. Yeah. It's it's been really challenging and it's just good like for us to like keep saying like we're here, right? Virtually we're here. We're here. We'll take a 15-minute phone call to help talk you through things, to make you feel more comfortable and also to educate you and make you feel empowered to start doing something. You don't have to wait 12 weeks. That's insane. Yeah. 12 weeks is like 
well, that's like genuinely insane because even sometimes I had someone like that crazy, right? Yeah. Cause even there are some moms where I'm just like, honestly, like personally, I think you could come in before six weeks, you know, like, cause it's true. They're finding that the quicker that people come in, the better, you know, like the, and, and we go from there, like even one of our friends, you know, like I even saw recently and like, it's before her six week checkup, but like she needed, you know, she needs help just like with lifting and with her back pain and with moving and things too and like her her midwife cleared her they were like yep yep please please see somebody that's well that's another thing I think we have to tell our our ladies about like we're not just gonna push you into exercise and you're not gonna be doing squats a week two necessarily although you do sit and stand and Mm -hmm. you gotta be able to do that but you know we're gonna do it in a way that we know is safe for you so like it's never too early to see a pelvic floor PT or someone who specializes in postpartum care. And I think that's another thing that we got to spread to, you know, our postpartum ladies is like, go see someone, go seek it. And if it's not covered by insurance, just know like this can be preventative for injuries in the future. And whether you're a high level, like athlete, like my ultra marathoner, or um, I had another client where at 14 weeks during her pregnancy, 14 weeks, her doctor's like, well, I don't know if you should lift anything more than 15 pounds. And this girl was a superstar CrossFit athlete. And I was like, did your doctor say why? Like, I'm so confused. She's like, no. And I'm like screening her for all of these, like, like this, this, like any health conditions. No. So she literally did nothing from 14 weeks pregnant onward. Okay. And now she's coming to see me and she's like, I'm so out of shape. When can I start? She's like anxious to get going. And I'm like, Week one, let's go. Breathing. Boom, boom, boom. You know, just like helping her reconnect to everything. But it's like, holy crap, Alyssa. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, 15 pounds. If she has a kid, uh... Well, she's pregnant right oh, now. Oh, she well, is yeah, she doesn't have any kids. Oh, okay, okay, when, when I'm sorry. She was, she was 14 miss- weeks pregnant, and they said not to exercise. Wow, okay. So yeah. that, but see, that goes into, I'm sorry, I misheard you before. So that goes into, like, the misconception, though, of people not realizing how important movement is. Like, a lot a lot of my, my pregnant, mo- pregnant moms have come in saying that. Like, my doctor told me not to do this, but then it's also, like, not on their prescription. So I'm like, why? Like, what, you know, like, why? Why can't you lift this amount? Or, like, why can't you do this? And they're like, oh, you know, I don't know. I think it's something that's just ingrained in practitioners heads like oh no if somebody's pregnant they shouldn't be doing this they shouldn't be doing that and it's just one of those things that like becomes known it's the same thing as just like oh no 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 mom should be resting they shouldn't be moving around and then my counter act to that what I say to my moms and I'm like uh well what you gonna do when the baby comes <laughs> what are you what are you gonna do then? well that's how right? that's how my client feels right now she's yeah. like I literally have not worked out since 14 weeks she was pregnant 14 weeks in, they were like, no more working out. So she yeah. has not worked out for months. And so I wanted to tell you about this. If you don't know about it, mm-hmm. um, I took a course and the course was actually, um, the, the two people who taught it were from Canada and they told me about this and it's a physical activity readiness, um, like cool. questionnaire that I give my, my pregnant ladies, because it's just like, you know, like what their level of fitness was before the intensity, like what they want to lift, like any, like, like their status of their pregnancy and how they're feeling. And then like their doctor fills out, like if they have any like 
precautions, right? And it makes that like fluidity a little bit clearer. Like you have it on a document that you're giving the doctor and you're saying like, this is what I want to do. And then they give me the, the sheet back and we could help like make them a good pregnancy program because like a lot, like my clients, like why did she have to stop exercising at 14 weeks? And if I give her, gave her this uh, evaluative thing to fill out beforehand, it has like, you know, healthy eating and like different like types of education for the for the patient too but it's also good for us to like keep that like communication between their doctor and us right yeah. because then it's like making us like feel like we're involved with them and then making the patient feel like empowered like I want to work out tell me why I can't or tell me what you want to like me to focus on or not focus on because you think it's harmful for me or the baby you know what I mean I so, think that's cool I like that. I actually didn't know about that questionnaire. That's awesome because I, like you said, I feel like then it, it kind of tells you like, okay, I can do this or like I should be working on this. And like, it just, it gives you kind of like more data, you know, kind of like for yeah. yourself. And it has and like patient. maternal age starting at 20 and then going up to 40. So awesome. it's like a big age range for women who are pregnant and it helps to like develop a good program for them. Like, cause I have, I have women who are, like I said, like running half marathons before they, they, they deliver. And it's like, just like help give transparency. If the doctor doesn't know your goals, then how are they going to say you can exercise or not when you're pregnant, right? Yeah. And, and this, I feel like, helps to make that conversation easier for the patient, especially um, I have someone, they were like, my family's judging me for running five to six miles a week and I'm 30 weeks pregnant. And I'm like, how can we make them feel more comfortable, right? Like, mm. how can can we show them that the doctor is clearing you to do that? Can we show them that you are a very healthy individual and strong? Like, how can we make your family feel good about you wanting to to stay fit and work on your fitness goals and know that you're still eating right and sleeping right and taking care of your body? Like, they shouldn't feel limited, you know? So I'll shoot yeah. you over this questionnaire. I really yeah, like it. And that's amazing. Anyone else who wants it, we could uh, spread the word. Yeah, but of when course. I found it, I was like... This needs to be uh, out there. I'm so happy to like share that with like my colleagues and even like on Instagram and stuff so that like other practitioners can see it and stuff too. But that's interesting though that you brought up that her family was feeling uncomfortable. I also think that kind of goes into like the psychosocial aspect of our job too is to say like, you know, because we do have to ask those questions like why do they not feel comfortable with that Um was this mom running a lot beforehand, you know, before she was pregnant too. So like, that's why she feels comfortable running now, you know, like the five to six miles and stuff. So it's like all of those things come into play, but I think it also just goes into how our job is a combination of like a lot more than just the physical a lot of the time too. Oh, heck yeah, girl. Right? <laughs> a lot of education, a lot of, um, like you said, you know, like we might not even teach exercises on one of our visits, oddly enough. You know, that might not be it. It might be like, can you get up the stairs? Okay. Because like, <laughs> I'm going to show you how to do that, you know, and I will gladly show you how to do that. I had a mom come in the other day um, and she did bring her baby with her, which I'm all about. I'm completely all about that. I love it. I love the kiddos. And she um, can I like, interrupt really quick? Uh-huh. I had a mom doing squats with her baby this morning. She Love was it. literally going down overhead press. I'm yep. like, I'm, I'm laughing because the baby's laughing and I'm like, this is great. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's great, honestly, when they, you know, when they bring their kids in, into the sessions because one of her first complaints was I've been having trouble lifting her. And I went, oh, 
well, here here she is. <laughs> I was like, show Time me, to practice. show me how you've been lifting her. And you know, oddly enough, poor mom was hunched over. She was like leaning too much into her back onto one side, and it's like. Then I taught her how to do that and to kind of like work through it. And she was like, you've got to be kidding me. She was like, this is what I had to do. And it was just like, you know, it ended up being. The little things. Yeah. And it ended up being like simple, quote unquote. You know, it's not easy to be like that body aware, you know, especially when you're dealing with taking care of another human now, you know, at this point too. But those are the things that I just like love to teach though. It's like breaking little habits. I talk to my patients about that all the time. I'm like, I can give you a million different exercises, but like if you don't break certain habits, you're probably not going to get better. You, and that just oh, like yeah. is what it is, right? And Well, that's like, again, that's all with the education. I think, I mean, you, you asked me like how I got into this too. Like yeah. I like to educate as part of how I practice mm-hmm. and like – this has been a whole new opening like for me because I also love to prescribe exercise. So it's finding that balance. Right. Right. But I think it's been great because it's just like saying like, okay, we're working on your posture, but hold on one second. How are you carrying your child at home? Right. Are you just carrying them on the right side? Is that why the left side of your back's all jacked up? Like what's actually going on and diving into it deeper. And you know, you might not have pain with that you might not even have pain with that a year or two later, but then you have two kids and you're carrying them like that. And you have two kids that might weigh more. And you're like five years later, why is the left side of my back still jacked up or just jacked up? And it's like, well, yeah. And you know, I was actually, that's something that popped into my head when I was talking about the mom who brought in, um, brought in her daughter A funny thing is sometimes a mom will come back to me, let's say like a month later, or like they'll shoot me an email like, oh my gosh, it's kicking on again. What is going on? And I I remember I called one of my previous patients and I was like, I had to call you for this one because I was like, you are going to laugh at what I'm going to say to you. And she was like, oh God. She was like, what? And I was like, your baby's growing, right? I was like, your baby's growing, you know, just so you kind of also need to. And this is a huge thing that I teach with my moms. It's like, you now need to know that like the baby is going to grow, you know, like so so you're going to have to deal with like lifting a bigger kid, you know, like as you keep going throughout this journey and know that things are also going to change. So it's like, okay, I taught you how to like contract your abdominal muscles, but like what else do you need to do now? You know, like do you need to lift through your legs a little bit more so that you're not overusing your back? Like what else can we now do? And it's something that I always tell them. I'm like for a while just contracting your abs is going to be okay. But then what happens when you need to go grab them like a football because they're about to run down the stairs or, you know, like all these other things that are probably going to happen and stuff too is kind of like what I love to teach about that. But I could go on a rant about that. I know, me too. It's really bad. This is bad. <laughs> but like, again, like, oh, oh, like, great, Alyssa, like this, this one of your clients, right? She might, like, again, not have not, she might have not had pain, right? And I think that's the big thing that we just keep advocating for these healthy ways to do things that are going to be good for your back, good for your hips, et cetera, et cetera, so that people know this ahead of time. Yeah. And it's the, and I'm going to go back and recircle to our, um, you know, preventative medicine not being covered by insurance i'm telling you that if i was how much would it cost for me to 
be like, okay, if you do this and carry your kid this way and you will not have pain and I can almost guarantee it, like, what is that to you? You know, what is that to you if I can give you that information ahead of time and almost guarantee that you'll never hurt your back if you do it that way? Yeah. And I think that like people don't look at it like that sometimes because Mm -hmm. they're not in pain or they just don't know, which that's what we're there to help them is to teach them that, right? Like we want to teach them how to do things biomechanically correct so that they don't have to be in pain later on, which sounds silly because it's like we're losing patience, but no, that's not what it's about. Yeah. It's about helping people. Of course, of course. And it it should always be about that. But like you and I know, of course, that a lot of people don't think that way, you know, and they're going to say, oh, like we are losing patience, blah, blah, blah. But no, it should never be like that. And I would say I'm guilty of that too. You know, like I don't go see a doctor sometimes until like something is wrong. So like I do understand a lot of people's mentalities about that. Yeah, but now especially seeing like how my patients are with certain things, I've gotten so much better about that too where I say I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to go because like I just have to get checked even if nothing is wrong, you know, even if nothing is wrong. And I am seeing more and more now. I had an evaluation the other day. She was like, I don't plan on being pregnant anytime soon and like I don't have painful sex but I'm like a woman and I saw I saw that pelvic floor PT can be helpful like what can I do oddly enough you know she had like some postural things going on you know she actually did have a tight pelvic floor even though she didn't really present with symptoms um or anything too so like I taught her how do you know how to relax her pelvic floor and to like kind of break certain habits that she's doing she does work at a desk and it like I after that evaluation I was kind of like wow you know like people are starting to like advocate for themselves a little bit more like she you know she didn't wait for a problem to happen she went and she was like I've just heard about this I thought that it would be good for me to get checked out and that was that. And, you know, it was kind of one of those, like, one-time sessions. And she even, like, emailed me after. She was like, can I just, like, pop in every once in a while? And I was like, yeah, 1,000% you can just to get checked. I think that's amazing. So it's like I haven't had somebody like that in a really long time. But I was like, you know what, though? That's at least one step forward. It's, like, one step forward in the right direction. Yeah. And I think it's amazing. Um, But – like you also said too, insurance is another huge issue. I actually try to educate my patients on that all the time. And what I and I what I tell them and what I let them know is that like I'm always going to try to advocate not try. I'm always going to advocate for you and like I will always do what I need to do on my end. You know, like write whatever I need to in a note, you know, for this to get covered or call insurance companies, call your doctors for a prescription. Like I'm always going to do those things for you as best as I can. Um, But unfortunately, sometimes things aren't covered. But then I also educate them on, listen, you don't need to come in here every five seconds. Like that's not what I'm asking you to do. However... I do know that you will benefit from these sessions. So whether we do it once a week, once every other week, whatever it is, I am asking you to try to pay out of pocket with our, you know, with the offices I do work in, we do luckily have like a payment plan situation that people can do too, which we try our best to have it work. But then there's also that line of like, we of course, we also do deserve to get paid. (laughs) <laughs> you know as well well that's you know, the it's thing a, too yeah, like, it's, it's a, finding that line you know yeah 
definitely. But yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that I think needs to be worked on. But then that's also why we're doing what we need to do, right? Heck yeah. yeah. Power to the power. Put to the pregnant postpartum ladies. That's no, right. I mean, we just, we got to keep advocating. We got to keep getting the word out there. We're on both sides, right? We're on the side mm-hmm. of someone who we don't want to say to us, shoot, I wish I knew, right? Like, that's like the worst feeling. And mm-hmm. I've had, I had a client come in the other day. She's two and a half. Her child's two and a half right now. And she's like, I think I want to have another one, but I still don't feel great. She's seeing me. She still has a little bit of a diastasis. And I was like, listen, we're women and sometimes we suck in all day long, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you got to maintain an image, but holding that pressure in is just going to cause dysfunction. I explained oh, out yeah. everything to her and whatever. She came back to me a week later. She's like, I had a breakthrough. I hold in my stomach all day long. What am I doing? Uh-huh. And she does have pelvic floor tightness and she does have other, you know, incontinence things going on, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, you know what? Like, if I could just make help one person have a big breakthrough, like, that's just going to tell, she's going to go tell other people, hey, totally. go earlier. I wish I went earlier. But she didn't know until two years after having symptoms. Right. So it's good to just even change that one person and she'll go out and tell other people. And I think that's like our mission, right? Like, that's what we're trying to do for, for everyone. 1,000%. And like, that's usually like where my patients come from though it's like a lot of word of mouth type of stuff and that's where I think like Instagram is very important like having a website to go to and with that being said where can everybody find you Jules just so they can find I mean you because I even have like I have a lot of of course moms that come to see me a lot of women a lot of women you know whether you're a mom pregnant whatever it is you know a lot of people that do come to see me but where can people find you you know yeah to start cool. working on that postpartum bod <laughs> <laughs> so um pacerphysicaltherapy.com and uh, pacer physical therapy is my um business name and just on there you'll see that i offer running programming pregnant postpartum and anyone who after an injury needs to get back into running safely have a customized program for you then I do membership programs where I know you're, mo- you're busy, moms. Like, you just have a child. You just want something to follow that's going to be easy and simple. Join my membership plan. It's easy to follow. We, everything's in a Google Doc. I try to make everything simple. And, um, and then I do one-on-one training and PT on there, too. So check it out. Let me know. Happy to help anyone out and give me a free consult and any yeah, questions I can that. answer. It's free. A free consult. <laughs> I want to give you any of Hey, as we talked about today, we're just trying to get the word out. So totally. any questions, like, I don't want anyone to feel shy. I mean, out of anyone, out of anyone in PT school, Alyssa, you can go to with any question. And she does not. She's just like, it, it, nothing's TMI to Alyssa. It's like, okay. But seriously, though, you made me feel comfortable with that, too. I'm like, all right, mm. like, why... And I think that was my hesitation to get into this realm. Like if you talked to me like three or four years ago, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could talk to people about that. But then you realize you're like, this is, we all have these, these areas in our body. They need to be spoken about. And I think that's another thing that I love that women are feeling more comfortable talking about it and just know that you can have a safe place, right. And a safe space to talk to people about. So yeah, of course. And it's, 
It's also, it's funny you say that. Like, because it, it's true. Like, there really is no TMI with me, <laughs> like, at all. And all my Zero. friends know this. My family knows this, with some, which sometimes makes them cringe a little bit. But, <laughs> but it also know, though, you know, we also are very well aware when something is uncomfortable to talk about, you know. So it's like if you don't feel comfortable talking about something, that's more than okay. However, it's gonna if it's going to help you, then of course we're gonna ask you about it, you know, to make sure that like your health is at its optimal level, and that's always our goal. I think like we took away a few points from this episode in general is that like there needs to be more advocacy for a bunch of different populations, and we kind of focus on postpartum women in this one for sure and I think like I would definitely say it's it's one of the biggest ones and my reasoning for that is because women are kind of looked at as like we should be pumping out children and you know so like that is just like a definite thing that is kind of known for us and unfortunately people then look at it as like oh like this is your body now though mm, no no it's not your body you know, your like, body changes when you have kids but right. your goals and your fitness goals do not need to change 1000 percent, and like you don't need to be in a certain amount of pain just because you had a child you know like is there that level of pain that is most likely going to happen postpartum yes of course you know like of course like you just had a kid whether it's a c-section vaginal whatever it is but but that does not need to linger. It doesn't need to stay in your system. Like there are ways to move. There are ways that we can help teach you how to move. And then that's kind of where we come in. That's where we come in and get on our soapboxes about education and (laughs) women empowerment all the time and all All day, every day. Yeah. But Jules, you gave, you gave a lot out of like a lot of good information and even, even talking to you about this stuff too. It's like kind of just confirmation that, a lot of us, like a lot of therapists are kind of like in tune with what's going on. You know, we kind of think on that same level of like movement is medicine. You do have to keep moving in order to get your bodies better. And thank you for being on here. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, Alyssa, I'm honored. Seriously. <laughs> I really yeah. am. I'm super honored. And uh, anyone in the Boston area, on a side note, anyone in the Boston area who's looking for a run club and looking yeah. to just form more community, um, I'm partnering with Athleta, and I'd love to see you there. Um, it's the Athleta on Newberry Street in Boston, and it's just going to be fun. We'll go out running, try to, like, get everyone together, stay active. Are you going to send me free Athleta stuff? Because, like... Uh, I, see, I see where you're at. I see where you're at. No, of course. Anything yeah. for you. Anything for you. Thanks so much, Alyssa. Of Appreciate course. it. All right, guys. So you heard her. Pacer PT. Look out for it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the All Things Pelvic Pod. Have questions, concerns, comments? Want to share your story? Remember to follow me on Instagram at the underscore pelvic floor playbook. DM me, share my stuff, like it, and let me know what you think. As a reminder, this is not medical advice by any means, so don't be out here doing a bunch of nonsense in these streets. If you need me and want a vibe, you know where to find me. I'm out.